there, Star Wars fans. Welcome back to Two Droids and a Mic. Again, we're here with your stars, John Volkert and CJ Klein. Today, we're going to be talking about our favorite lightsaber fights, uh, the most epic battles in Star Wars using our favorite weapons, the ultimate lightsaber. We're going to talk about how meaningful some of these battles have been. We're going to talk about their placement in the series. We're going to compare the original trilogy to the prequel trilogy, as always, with our lightsaber fights, and we're just going to kind of get down and dirty and to win a... Which lightsaber fights are our favorite, I guess, so, John? So, I guess I'm going to ask you first, CJ. What is your favorite lightsaber battle in the Star Wars universe? Alright, so my favorite lightsaber fight, I would have to say without a doubt, is going to be Episode 3. We have Obi-Wan Kenobi versus The Apprentice, Anakin Skywalker, on Mosafar, the lava planet. Um, I think this is one of the most iconic lightsaber fights in the series by far. Um solely because of the dynamic between the apprentice and the master we have obi-wan kenobi and anakin skywalker both in their prime when it comes to physical ability we are on one of the most crazy terrain that we've ever seen really in the star wars universe other than maybe arguably hoth or the sarlacc pit or something like that but i mean Mustafar as a planet, you know, because it is so dangerous with all the lava, they are constantly dodging these, you know, life-threatening situations while swinging at each other with full force. Um, they're both young, so they are at the peak of their physical condition. I mean, both of them are the epitome of the light and dark forces going at each other uh, for the ultimate glory. So I think, I mean, that is by far my favorite. And this lightsaber fight was the longest lightsaber fight we've seen in a Star Wars movie. And just all the different elements that went into it, the constant changing scenery. We have the lava, we have all the controls, all these these droids that are taking care of this lava planet that are utilized in this fight, and that just really adds a lot to the fight. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. I think the way that they use the terrain in the fight adds to it even more. Like you said, there are droids flying around. At one point, we actually have Anakin and Obi-Wan both battling on droids that are flying above the lava. I mean, it's it's almost like a too-good-to-be-true kind of situation, almost unrealistic in the way that it plays out. But, I mean, it is seriously cool. Do you think that they're controlling those droids with the Force when they're fighting each other? Or do you think those droids are just working in harmony with one another, so that's why they're in such close proximity? You know, that is a great question. I think, ultimately, at the end of the day, it'd be really fun to say that that was, you know, it was part of their control, that it was part of the Force. I think a lot of times fans nowadays, because we know how far uh, Force capabilities go, we love to just assume that, oh, you know, that was the Force there, that, um, you know, it's so perfectly played out for them simply because they manipulated the Force. I, you know, when I watched this for the first time as a kid in 2005, you know, when I was 10 years old, I probably thought it was just coincidence. Now looking back, it'd be awesome to believe that it was the Force uh, and that they were, you know, doing that on purpose. But, uh, you know, that's not for me to say, I guess. Well, another point I have, too, is the, the part of that fight that oftentimes gets talked about the most or even memed is when Obi-Wan tells Anakin he has the high ground. The fact that Anakin thinks, number one, he can jump over Obi-Wan is a little bit, I don't know, premature or childish of him to think that he can outbest his master. What I'm wondering is why didn't he jump five feet to the left? 
Yeah, that is that is another great question. I don't know. Maybe I think it probably just wraps all together within the arrogance of the dark side. You know, time and time again, we've seen in the series that um, the dark side really has the um, the tendency to overgeneralize or overlook the ability of the um, light force users. You know, um, there's Count Dooku who's bested by um, you know both Anakin and Obi Wan because he pretty much gets cocky. He takes you know, Obi-Wan out of the fight rather easily, but then, um, you know, in close combat with Anakin, he takes him out. And so I, I don't know. I think maybe Anakin just got a little wrapped up in the situation, got let his anger take over a little too much, and ultimately it was his downfall. That's actually teasing my favorite lightsaber battle between Count Dooku, Obi-Wan, and Anakin Skywalker in Revenge of the Sith. One of the reasons why I like this uh, lightsaber battle the most is the dialogue between Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Count Dooku, and also the imagery. They're in space, they're on um, General Grievous' ship, and this is the second time now that the two of them had gone up against Count Dooku. In the previous time, Anakin rushed for it right away and got his arm, or his, yeah, he got his arm chopped off. And in this fight, Obi-Wan tells Anakin, well, this time we're gonna do it together, and Anakin, obviously being much more mature and wise, agrees, and we see the counter um, result of this fight with Obi-Wan getting pushed off and Count Dooku using side of the part of the railing on the side to harm Obi-Wan and take him out of the fight leaving Count Dooku and Anakin Skywalker 1v1. This part is my favorite part of the battle when we see Obi-Wan throw his lightsaber to Anakin and Anakin use both lightsabers to fight against Count Dooku. Yeah, no, that is a great scene. I mean, this whole movie was really full of just action-packed scenes that I really hold dear to my heart when it comes to my favorite Star Wars, fil Star Wars films. So, um, yeah, that whole scene with the dual lightsaber, um, the the kind of compromising position he leaves Dooku in before he takes over and you know ends his life. That's and there's a specific scene I love too when they show Count Dooku and Anakin's faces in the dark with the the beam of the lightsaber lighting up their faces, the waving of the lightsabers. It's just, it's just awesome to watch, and I love watching that scene every time I see it. And again with the dialogue where Obi-Wan tells, well, uh, Darth Sidious, but at the time Emperor Palpatine, uh, tells him, Sith Lords are a speciality. And <laughs> that scene and that particular dialogue has always been one of my favorites. All right, so switching gears a little bit, we're going to talk about the differentiating battles we have from trilogy to trilogy, and now including the secondary trilogy, you know, starting with uh, Rey, and uh, we have Finn, too, as a lightsaber wielder for part of the series. So we're going to start by bringing up probably the Vader versus Luke fight we have in the sixth episode and compare that a little bit to the prequel series. Well, even real quickly before talking about it, even going as far back as A New Hope when we saw Darth Vader versus an old Ben Kenobi. That was the first lightsaber scene that anyone has ever seen and looking at other lightsaber scenes that pales in comparison to the different technicalities or even the length of the lightsaber battle that we saw. Absolutely. No, I think uh, I think that definitely set the stage for exactly how iconic these battles were going to be from the future and it definitely set the standard when it came to uh, how serious and kind of, you know, meaningful the battles were. Uh, again, that was 
really the, I mean, I guess if you were to go chronologically from episode one on, that would be the second time that the apprentice versus master, you know, had had been seen on screen, but Mm -hmm. it was the first time that anyone had ever seen that in an audience. So by far the most significant battle when it comes to master and apprentice, the ultimate dark side of Darth Vader versus, you know, the apprentice, or I I should, sorry, the master Obi-Wan. Yeah. Yeah. Going off now what you brought up originally about episode six, the lightsaber fight between Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker. This was, in my opinion, the major lightsaber fight in the original trilogy. Of course, we had the iconic one in Empire Strikes Back where Darth Vader cuts off Luke's arm and he is aware that uh, he is Luke's father. Um, But in episode six, we got to see Luke who has been training with Yoda and also the guidance of old Ben as a force ghost, preparing him to fight Darth Vader. And now we got to see that with Darth Sidious watching in the background as Luke goes against Darth Vader. Watching that again, to me, the moves they use are basic. Darth Vader obviously has aged quite a bit and he doesn't have the functionality he had before he was in the suit. But we saw Luke at first, you know, kind of passively, aggressively fight his father. And then Emperor Palpat- or uh, Darth Sidious sparked anger in him. And basically Luke gave in to the dark side briefly and started pounding Darth Vader and pounding him and pounding him and cutting off both of his hands. Which is funny because Anakin has had his hands cut off multiple times now. <laughs> and then we saw Luke give in. We saw him realize that he had given up, given his thoughts of the dark side, and he gave up his weapon, and that was the conclusion of the fight between him and Darth Vader. CJ, what are your thoughts about this scene? Yeah, this was for sure another just absolutely powerful dynamic. We had, you know, the father versus son, you know, battle of the century. This was the battle for the end, you know, um... I think it set the stage for exactly how important um, the lightsaber battles would be. It was kind of like the epitome of the battle for the galaxy, I would say. Um, you know, we, we sort of had that in my favorite fight versus, you know, Obi-Wan and Anakin um, with the light versus dark and where the Empire would then go. But, I mean, I think this was obviously a completely other scenario given that it was on the Death Star or the second Death Star and it would have meant the destruction of pretty much any planet from there on out if Luke was unable to remain the victor in the end. So, I think, yeah, a powerful, powerful dynamic, super fun lightsaber fight to watch. Okay, now that we've talked about this fight, we're going to go now to the prequels and we're going to talk about how lightsaber fights have changed and all the elements that have gone into it. Um, so let's just talk, earlier we talked about CJ's favorite lightsaber battle on Mustafar between Obi-Wan and Anakin. So this scene in comparison to the original trilogy has much more going on in obvious ways besides just the length of it. Yeah, oh for sure. I mean. Yeah, like, I mean, it, it's way more dynamic. You have much more movement. Um, Almost like dance-like movements. Exactly. Yes, I would definitely agree with that. Uh, it's almost like, yeah, like a, a dance, you know, a kind of a tango, a, a 
uh, a way that they act with one another in an aggressive kind of way versus the old um, the old trilogy style is kind of more slow dated seems more calculated each strike is more uh, powerful and dynamic because there are fewer now in the secondary trilogy we've kind of seen them revert back to that sort of style of lightsaber fights and I think the obvious answer as to why they're doing this this way is because Rey is not a Jedi yet and at the end of The Last Jedi she's only been trained by Luke very briefly. She has not gone through years of training as a kid learning all these lightsaber moves, learning all these techniques. So the obvious answer to that would be that they're less experienced and that they just don't know these moves. No, I, and I completely agree. What's awesome about that theory or that, that idea is that it's supported by the amount of training that the each person has received or acquired. So if you look at Kylo Ren and you look at Rey, both have received a pretty insignificant amount of training. Granted, Kylo has had much more training than Rey. It's still limited. His training was was cut off from Luke with their whole you know kerfuffle in the Last Jedi that we figured out, and Rey has almost had no training. You know, just the little amount that we again have seen in the Last Jedi. So their moves are going to be very similar to Luke, who has had very limited training versus you know Darth Vader. He only had some training from Yoda. So when he went against Darth Vader, you know the greater Sith Lord and Palpatine you know, his style would look very similar to Rey and to Kylo's. Then on the other side of the spectrum, we have the super trained Jedi Knights, you know, Anakin Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Qui-Gon Jinn. You know, we have these people that have been training for years, years and years. This is when the Jedi Temple is at its prime. It's established completely. You know, it, it is a, a, a standing uh, stoic, monument in the republic you know they are the peacekeepers so they are going to have quite a bit of training so when they do clash against one another you see these great dances of electric kind of movement in these lightsaber fights so i think that it was completely supported by uh the amount of training they've had Alrighty, folks that'll wrap it up for today's episode here on two joins in a mic again with your stars john volkert and cj klein we want you guys to remember to follow us on Twitter at JohnVolkert1 and at ChrisJames1458. You can follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes and soon to be Google Play. And remember, we are the droids you're looking for.